What's up, party people? Coming up on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, we talk about the wide receivers once again, part two of our wide receiver discussion. And we got a little special uh, mini segment going on, which is our bromance, our fantasy crushes this year, all that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. But let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, Fifty Grand Flex Hitless, here with my co-host, live and direct. With much respect, Alex Marchetti. What's up, BFA's? What's up? What's going on? Good morning, What's Alex. Up? How are you? You know, no, I don't. Draft season, bro. That's why I asked. Draft season. Are y'all ready? Y'all better be ready. If or, not, listen. Or else what? Listen. Listen to us. Oh, I get it. I thought, I thought you were making a threat. <laughs> no, I'm not. I thought you were threatening the listeners. Like, if you're not ready, you're throwing your sleep or something like that you were, like, talking about. No, if they're not ready for the draft, they better listen. All right. And, you know, you're going to you know, you're gonna upgrade, you know. You're going to level up. You, right here, if you listen to us, you're going to get that mushroom that Super Mario gets all the time, you know? You're going to be Mario, become Super Mario. Okay, I, I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that. I was trying to flip it, but too tired to do that. Also feel a little bit under the weather, so I probably oh, won't be as witty as I usually Lexi. am. Yeah, not feeling too well today. Lexi! Uh, <laughs> one of our servers' dog's name is Flexi. And she told <laughs> us, she told me that she's like, my dog's name is Flexi. It was hilarious. Uh, anyways. What's up, party people? Once again, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. Uh, we give you real quick, right away, when I get the message, I, I put out the picture right away about the updates of what's going around in the world of football. On our Instagram, uh, more so than our Twitter. Uh, we keep up more with the Twitter during the season long. Uh, you know, the whole season, I mean. And also put a bunch of funny videos here and there. Well, at least what we consider funny, right? At least. Of course. Yeah. And you're a funny man. Not really. I'm, I'm more, so more I'm, laughed I'm at funny? than laughed with. Yeah, you're funny. I'm funny. It's just my mannerism is funny, right? Like, my reaction. You're just funny all I'm around. just funny. Thank you. It's a good thing it doesn't turn into, like, a good fella scene. Um... <laughs> So ah. once again, follow us at BFB Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. And also, please check out the website, www.betterfantasybureau.com. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting us. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to Will and Sean over there at On The Board Sports. Also, check out their podcast. You can also subscribe to them on all the same platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, you know, just just. 
you know, just for showing love, they just reposted us on their page, on their Instagram saying, hey, you need fantasy football advice. Go check out the Better Fantasy Bureau. So I want to extend the love back to them. Check out On The Board Sports. Muchas gracias y mucho amor. Yes. They Thank don't, you. They gracias. don't speak Spanish, but yes. Yeah, um, but <laughs> nonetheless, I'm pretty sure that they, they, they felt it there with, you know, this, the, the Spanish language is so spicy. Anyways, so yeah, so shout out to the time. Check them out on the board sports. And I just put a new article up last night about these late round QBs. You know, they, we always see that the, the gold, not golden rule, but I guess the most common advice given in fantasy football is to wait on a quarterback. Get your quarterbacks late. Don't rush in to get your quarterbacks real early. Like as much as we love Pat Mahomes, we don't recommend taking Pat Mahomes because he costs so much of a high draft price and someone's going to pay for it, but he's such a high draft price that we don't recommend taking it. And this is just a thing, right? I mean, right or wrong. That's like, yeah. Wait on a quarterback. Yeah. Just wait on a quarterback. Uh, this day and age in football, like before, maybe there was just very few quarterbacks that gave you high productions, but you know, the game has changed so much. There's is such a offensive driven league now, so so yeah, just you could definitely get a quarterback later on, and you know, just wait on the quarterback, and then if you read the article, you could see the some of the quarter my my four favorite ones to wait on, and you could read why. Yeah, you got some nice little nuggets there. So it's please, real interesting listen, what I wrote about Dak Prescott. Like it really, it when I looked into Dak Prescott and what he does fantasy wise, like it really blew my mind. Like, and for me being a Giants fan, like it hurt a lot to see how well he's been doing, not just, I mean, I think he does better in fantasy than he does on a actual football field, I guess, production wise. Yeah, but you pretty much gave a 40, 40 million reasons why he's probably good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that. you know, <laughs> but still like, so just, just, just check it out. Like, you know, as a Giants fan, it even hurt me to admit it, but I got to admit it. He's fantasy wise, especially he's a beast. And Jack, if you get about. those 40, please give a little, you know, Millie, you know, to the BFB. Just saying, you know, Although we're Giants fan. Uh, yeah, no, I don't want his money. Uh, I'll take it. No, nah, it's fine. No, no, no. no. I'm not taking anything from a cowboy. Uh, so, yeah. So, moving on with today's episode. Uh, we got a lot of good talk, things to talk about. We got our part two of the wide receivers. And we also so what they do this on, like, I guess two platforms or two um, fantasy footballs, that, that like, like very popular fantasy football advisors are the fantasy footballers and, of course, fantasy focus for the ESPN with Matthew Barry and Field Yates and all them, right? Yeah. All right, so with that being said, they do a thing. So the fantasy focus show, they do a fantasy ride or die. So basically, you know, and then with the fantasy footballers, they call them a my guy. These are basically players that you love. These are fantasy football players that you love, that you really want to put all your, you know, not all your draft cap, but you're really looking at, you really want to get in almost every single one of your drafts and yeah, yeah. So what we call it, we do it a bromance. We call it a fantasy crush. These are our fantasy crushes. These are the bromances that we have with these fantasy players, and these are fantasy players that we really, really, really love this year, and we're really going to be targeting, looking to get into draft. So you ready, Marchetti? Let's go. Yeah, it kind of breaks it there at the end, but still, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way I could edit it and to just like let it cut out. <laughs> Bromance. Did you hear that song or the video? Bro, oh, oh, man. I'm not asking you to sing it. I oh, actually yeah. if you ever sit, hear the song or the video. 
I yeah, I saw the song. Like, well, I heard the song. I saw the song. <laughs> yeah, the video. Did you but the video, it? no. All right. Well, anyways, we just you know it's a little funny. We just got that um from uh, Nigahiga. That's the name of the the guy who made that song. It's you know it's kind of a funny song. Anyways, so uh, talking about our fantasy crushes, the bromance that we have. Uh, do you want to start off, Marchetti? Since you had a pretty hot take yesterday. Yeah, so I guess I just continue on with my hot take, apparently, right? That a lot of people are against what I have said, apparently. But uh, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is a player I love this season. I kind of mentioned it uh, the, uh, the episode before. But Chris Godwin drafted in the third round three seasons ago, uh, coming out from Penn State, you know. You're you're talking about this guy, you know, in play, uh, playerprofile.com, his spark score was 128.3. That puts him as a 96 percentile, uh, which the spark scores uh, is pretty much it measures the speed, power, agility, reaction, quickness. It's like the physical standardized SAT scores for all athletes, you know. Uh, th- th- you're talking about a player that, you know how many games he started last season? You're going to tell me. Five. He only started five games last season. And you know how many targets he had? You're going to tell me. 95 targets. He had 95 targets, 59 receptions, 842 yards. For starting five games. And seven touchdowns. Of course, he played Thank you. the games, right? But you're talking about a player that he only had a 67.7 snap share, which ranks 82 amongst all wide receivers. Meanwhile, Mike Evans had over 90% snap shares. All right? You're talking about a player that the coach says himself that he's not getting off the field. All right, he's probably not going to play 100%. But it seems more more than likely that he's going to play 90% and up. And guess what? That's going to take away from Mike Evans' uh, targets. And having 95 targets and only 67% of the snap shares, you're talking about a player that easily is going to get over 100 targets, maybe 140 targets. A player that you're getting, you know, you're, you're getting late in the rounds. Not, not, not too late, but, you know, you get him in the fifth round, fourth round, but could pay dividends with a team that Jameis Winston is on his last year of his contract. He's playing for his contract and a team that has no defense. They're going to be playing from behind. And this player plays from a slot as well. 20, 25% of, uh, of, of the snaps that he played, he was playing in the, in the slot. So they're going to move him around. He's a player I love. And I'm definitely going to be targeting in all my redrafts. Unfortunately, I couldn't get him in my dynasties, but he's a guy that I'm going for. Chris Godwin. Can you play that? Hit that. Chris Godwin. So Flex, who's yours? No, no, no. Wait, just to, <laughs> just to, just to, just to, just to go back on your Chris Godwin thing. I don't mind Chris Godwin being a fantasy crush. I get that. I also think he's gonna have a very good year. 
It's just still, no matter what you say, is because you said yesterday he's going to take over as the wide receiver one and advance Mike Evans. That is just crazy. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Like, it's just nuts that you would think that. That he's going to outshine and take over the wide receiver one spot away from Mike Evans. Maybe, you maybe. You shut your mouth when maybe you're because to me. I have a crush. I have a crush, and he's my... No, no that, that's a bold prediction. That's a bold <laughs> prediction. I get it. Listen, I, I, and I'm all for him being your fantasy crush, and you have a right to your opinions, but still. You should never be allowed to talk to people. <laughs> Man, it's it, so good having this board. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the one that has the board. I can't so good having control of this board. Oh man! Um, but anyways, no. So the point is just it's. Uh, I get it. it. Just he's still not gonna be the wide receiver one for that team and take over for for Mike Evans. But yeah, it's a good pick though. I I, I like him. I'll definitely be. Um, you know, I I still say it's probably a little high to be honest with you. Fourth round, I'm probably you know I mean taking him either as my wide receiver one or my wide receiver two. Maybe it's just me. Unless I want really wide receiver heavy and only have one running back, I take him as a flex, then yeah, maybe, but it's a little tough. It's a little uh, tough? A little bit. You know, I like him. I don't love him as much as you do, obviously, but that's fine. That You know, that's what we're here for, to give our opinions. Uh, oh, man. I wish you could just listen to me, bro. I don't, I don't dislike him. Like I said, I don't dislike him. I just, I just, there hasn't been enough done for me to feel you know, like when was Chris Godwin ever in the had a top ten week? Oh well, you know what I mean. Like I mean, I mean, we guess we gotta look more into it right now. But just tell me how many top ten weeks has he ever had? Like I'm, not, you probably can't tell me now off the board or the top. But I guess we'll look through it again, and then we'll, we'll his last it. his last game he had twenty nine point four points. No, but say how many times have he had a top ten week? I I know he scored twenty twice, and okay, he hit, but so. Still, it's just, it's just like I said, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like as much. I don't not as confident as you. Put it that way. I like him. I still suggest to take him. I'm just not as confident as you. But that's all. Moving on. Uh, you know, I just last, just last touch. Right. You know how many yaks uh, Mike Evans had for yak yard after carry? People yeah. that don't know yard after catch. Catch. Excuse me. Yes. Pardon me. Yes. Two hundred eighty-two. Okay. For somebody that was on the field all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin, two hundred forty-five. Okay. All right. So you got to look at yak as well. Players that are gonna catch up, you know, that are gonna get you yards after the catch. Like I said, I I hundred percent right. get it. I just I'm not as as confident as you. That's all. All right. Well, that's why he's my crush. That's not fine. yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my fantasy crush is one of my fantasy crushes. I'm gonna go with. I'm, I'm, I'll stick with the wide receiver. It's where you are. Uh, actually, it's around like the same ADP. Not for nothing. It is a guy that I would take over. Chris Godwin, granted, like Chris Godwin right now, the average ADP is 408, and this guy's average ADP currently right now is 506, so it's like a whole round ahead. This is something that I could be wrong about, but it's somebody that I still am going to look to take, and that for me is Tyler Boyd. I've been talking about Tyler Boyd a lot, and I've been talking about like AJ Green's injuries, and AJ Green's, I just feel that... He's not going to stay healthy. Well, you know, like I will talk about AJ Green a little bit more going into the start of the wide receiver part two of the show. But AJ Green, when he's out, everything goes up for Tyler Boyd. I mean, if you really look at it, John, John Ross is also hurt. But who else is really a wide receiver on that team? Like who else really? Who, who's who's Jones Malone? Who's Cody Core? Who's Alex Erickson? Who's Auden Tate? Who's Harp, uh, Hunter Sharp? 
Stanley Morgan Jr. Who are these guys? But they're the other wide receivers on this team. Without AJ Green, without John Ross, these are no these are not names that you know. You don't know any of these names. All right. Tyler Eifert's constantly always hurt at the same time as well. I just feel like with all these injuries and with everything going on in um in in the you know in, in with with the Bengals and they still have a very good offense. Yeah. That Tyler Boyd's still gonna take advantage of all of that. He has the opportunity, yes. And with that opportunity, I just feel like Tyler Boyd's going to probably you're gonna definitely take advantage of it. He's signed a new contract. He wants to stay with the Bengals, it seems, you know, shows because he didn't get like a great amount of money for it. Didn't get like Rob, but he didn't get a great amount of money. But he's just, I think, you know, emerged to be that number one guy. I think he could be a top 12 wide receiver for this offense. I mean, for some reason, well, obviously the main reason being A.J. Green, but the Bengals always seem to have a very good offense uh, over there. And... There's just no reasons to think that Tyler Boyd can't take advantage of it. Look at it. Look at it this way. It's always an offense that somehow always seems to be good. And Tyler Boyd's going in the middle of the fifth round. So if you're drafting him, you're looking for him like a flex type of player anyways, or maybe a wide receiver too. I just think that the upside is there for him. And he's, you know, he helped win me a championship last year. He's done very well. So I like Tyler Boyd a lot. So he's one of my fantasy crushes this year. I get it. I get it. You know, uh, you had a, you had a little fling with him last season. Whoa, and whoa, it, whoa, it whoa, whoa. Now, now, it's getting, now it's getting too much. Now, now you, this is when it all goes wrong. Hold on, hold on. Talking about bromances and fantasy crushes. Now you're talking about flings. This is where it's going wrong. It's going left field. I, I'm uncomfortable talking about this for the rest of the, rest of the segment. <laughs> so it was you, your, Oh, my God. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Oh, my. I can't believe you said that. You had your little puppy love. Oh, uh, my God. And you know you're, you're, you want to see where this goes with this. Oh my no! And uh, I'm not mad at it. I'm not. Mad. I'm mad at you. <laughs> I'm not mad at, uh, at at your choice, your selection here. He, one thing that you always are about, and you always look at, is opportunity. And it seems like everything's aligning for him to have the opportunity to even be a wide receiver one. You know, but AJ Green is still in the picture. We don't know. You know, I know he's been getting banged up and stuff, but you know, there's still there's, there's that chance. And for for getting him at in, in those rounds, it you know, it's him good and a, him and AJ Green right now have an ADP on the same round. They're both going in the fifth round, and I just feel like I'm just I don't believe that AJ Green will be healthy for the rest of the year. I do not believe that. You know, so. Because of that, I, I like Tyler Boyd a lot. And even as a wide receiver, too, I still like him a lot for that team. All right. uh, who else is on your radar? Uh, here, this one's a little, like, maybe a reach, but I, I like him, especially um, he's like he's that guy that with the recent transaction, I think he's going to get the opportunity. And, and that's Duke Johnson with the Houston Texans. Ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it, right? No. <laughs> so gross. Hey, yeah. listen, you're talking about... You're telling me how all the football players out there, Duke Johnson's a crush of yours? Yes. God, Duke Johnson so just... Gross. He's, he became a late, late crush. Oh, Maybe I was so a little gross. drunk, you know? <laughs> but, listen, you're talking about a player that is very efficient. It's just he didn't have the opportunity. He played for a horrible team. You know, now that the team is getting better... You know, he's not going to get the opportunity, which was uh, the Cleveland Browns. You're talking about a player that played in a, in a team that didn't win any games for two seasons, you know? Uh, 
His production, you're, you're talking about, look, his production premium. He's ranked number five amongst all wide receivers. You know, and this is uh, according to playerprofiler.com. Uh, his his yards per touch, 7.2 yards per touch. Ranks him as, ranks him as at, at number one as a running back. Uh, I just feel like now that he's going with the, to the Houston Texans, one thing we, I, well, definitely I, I feel is that Lamar Miller, he just uh, he just produced because he had the volume, you know. He just compiled the stats because he had the opportunity, but he never had really anyone to contest for the position. Now you have this running back position, position. <laughs> now you have this running back that is not only going to play third down, right? So he's already he's already taking snaps away from Lamar Miller. He has a third down position, position. Okay. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. I love you, man. I'm sorry. All right, whatever. All right, so anyway, so you're talking about a player that he could even take the the starting position from Lamar Miller. You know, Lamar Miller's in his last season of his contract. You know, his, that's his last year of his contract. Duke Johnson is also as well. But listen, Duke Johnson came from the University of Miami, right? A lot of good running backs came from University of Miami, right? Frank Gore won't die. Who else? Huh? Who else came from University of Miami? Uh, uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson. <laughs> Adrian, he did. Adrian, I'm not lying. Adrian James, right? Uh-huh. Clinton Portis. You know, Willis McGahee. And Dwayne Rock Johnson. Guess who's the all-time leader, leader in rushing yards? Like forever? For the... For the University of Miami, the, the Hurricanes. Duke Johnson, I'm assuming. Duke Johnson. Right. You know, you're, you're talking, there was a lot of great running backs that played for the University of Miami. No, I know. You're saying that. Now, and I just feel like with Cleveland Browns, he never got that opportunity, right? Play with a bad team, because it was, it was a bad team. When right? he was there. When he was there, right? Last season, you know, he was there, but now he's going with the Texans, and I, I, I believe the Texans are not really convinced with Lamar Miller. They've just been content. They're, they're, that, they're that relationship that uh, I don't want to break up with them because I'm just comfortable. But it seems like now they're going to rattle it, bring somebody new. And I feel Duke Johnson is that guy that bringing new and that, you know, he's definitely going to usurp the draft position that he's at and you could get him at a discount. So... I, I appreciate your intakes, and I appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, and, and remember, one great thing about sports, one one really, really good thing about sports is that is the debate, you know, and you want to always debate with somebody else, and you want to always argue with somebody else in terms of sports. It's a great thing about it. Now, obviously, sports is also could be one of those hot-button topics where the debates get taken a little too far a lot of times, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's not, it's not as touchy as when it comes to, like, politics or, like, religion, like, those debates. Because, obviously, if you just, you know, I said this before, but if you discuss politics and religion with somebody else, and if they don't have your same belief in religion or politics, it could turn into a debate where you're just a bad person if you don't feel that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, just because you don't agree with somebody else with sports, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Like, that's the great thing about sports. Obviously, some people could be really immature and can't take it that way. And then they get supremely mad at somebody when they don't agree with them on a certain kind of sports outlook. Right. But still, it's a great thing about sports. I appreciate these hot intakes about, you know, Chris Godwin taking over to be the wide receiver one for the, the, the Buccaneers and now playing Mike Evans and Duke Johnson taking over for Lamar Miller and having him as a fantasy crush. So to debate it. 
I think that's gross. I think it's crazy. <laughs> but it, you're in your right to say it. And you're in and listen, listen. I don't think you're out. There's not I don't think that there's not a world. I think there's a world that exists where you could be right that Duke Johnson has some fantasy relevance now to Texans. There, yeah, there could be a world where that's you're correct. You're talking about uh, a wide receiving core that's constantly getting injured. Not you know, really. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't really get injured. No, Why, the, I know. With Will Fuller, Kiki Hopkins. Hugh, Kiki, I get it. You know, Kiki, who, brand who, new quarterback. And who else are you going to throw to? Who else are you going to throw to? Kahimi Fairbear, the kicker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, look, Duke Johnson in 2017 had 93 targets. In 2016, he had five. He had he had 74 targets, and you know he he has caught the ball over over 50 times three of the four seasons. He's averaging fantasy points per game. The last season, 8.2. The season before, 13.5, and the in the in the season previous to that, no, nine. I, you know, he. I feel like now he's in a better uh, uh, position. They traded for him, and you're, you're you're only competing against Lamar Miller, who. You know, I, I, I I'm not too crazy about. I all right. said that all, everything you're saying is why I feel that that world exists. Mm-hmm. That world is far beyond the world of of, of ex, ex, the real world, the in my mind, but it exists. It's somewhere out there. Listen, I'm trying to give the edge to it, our listeners. I don't know if you're giving it an edge when you're I'm, telling them that, that you're going to play Duke Johnson. I, I don't want to. I don't want to give them some softball. The only know, the only thing that I feel some about, softballs where they no, can no, just hit home runs. The, you know, only, the easy ones. Well, well, I'm going for the hard ones. These are people. Listen, this is your fantasy crush. These are people that you're going to be looking for. So you basically you're saying if Duke Johnson's there in almost every draft, you'll take Duke Johnson like every draft. Yes. You're saying. I'm a That's fine. That's your opinion. I think that world is far out there in your opinion, but it's out there. And it's in every single one of your rights to say it. But what I'm saying, the only thing I think Duke Johnson does is that he increases to me the Sean Watson a bit, especially what's going on with the Andrew Luck injury, which is the reason why I was even more confident by bringing up Duke by bringing up the Sean Watson in the rankings to my to my quarterback two overall. But still, I just don't think Duke Johnson's all that good. That's it. That's the main thing. I really just legit don't think he's all that good. Man. You could be right. He's, I'm he, not saying you're wrong, but I'm still saying you're kind of crazy. He's going to be Deshaun Watson's safety valve. Yeah, I one still thing, think you're kind of crazy. I don't think he's going to outplay Lamar Miller. I think Lamar Miller is still going to be the right running back one for that team no matter what. A big concern for Deshaun Watson is getting sacked, and that's one thing he allows a lot of times. If you have a player like Duke Johnson playing as a running back, that, that, that's, that's a good safety valve to have. You know, it's not, it's not like it's not like DeAndre Hopkins is going to be playing the slot role and just catching the ball in between, you know, the lines, you know. So that's not going to happen. Well, this guy can do that for him. You 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 can have your crush. Not only can you, you you know, I hear that you have your crush and uh but not only that, but we also spent way too much time talking about Duke Johnson than right. I ever would. Well, I didn't ever have accumulated in all my years talking about fancy sports. I don't think I've ever spoken more about Duke Johnson than I did now in an accumulation. <laughs> but listen, this is this is the point of it. You want to explain your crushes? You have every right to do so. I love you, Duke. Uh, oh, said no one ever. Um, another guy of mine that's a fantasy crush. Now, this is a fantasy crush of mine, and I have no real... St- Stats, NFL stats, any real reasons to love it, but he's a rookie, and I gave a very, very bold take, and I know that the take is very bold. I know that, and my fantasy crush this year for running backs is Devin Singletary. I gave the very, very, very bold statement that he will be this year's 
Alvin Kamara. And that, to me, is a very, very bold statement. And I get it, but uh, I just feel like he's going to have that opportunity. Once again, it's almost similar to the Tyler Boyd situation. I just feel like he's going to outplay LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore, who are both aging running backs who are, you know, probably not going to get their stated time and do much this year for that Buffalo Bills offense. Now, their offensive line is not that great. Their offensive line is actually not that great at all. And... Their offense in general is not that good. They got a second-year quarterback, but I just feel that that rookie is a very, very good running back. I feel that Devin Singletary is going to do a lot of work over there, and it's that's just really it in a nutshell. I just feel like he's going to just get the opportunity. He's going to average ADP around the 11th round. You I mean, around there, you're taking real like dart throws. You're taking backups. You're taking handcuffs. You're taking wide receiver threes maybe. So, you, you know, you're taking dart throws. I just feel that that's a guy that could be a starting running back. So if you're taking a starting running back that late in the round, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? That's what you're looking for, the opportunity, looking for the workload. I just feel like he's going to get that workload. But I just think that he's a very, from what I'm seeing, from what I see from preseason, from what I saw in college, now not to say I saw his college games, but I saw some college highlights. You know what I mean? From what I see from Devin Singletary, he's a really good running back. He's very strong. And that's my bold take on it. My very bold take is that he's this year's Alvin Kamara. Well, it's a fantasy crush of mine, and I, and I. If you criticize my Duke Johnson, and then he got this guy, listen. But at least he, with Duke Johnson, we've seen that he's been not good. We haven't seen that yet with Devin Singletary. With uh, make all the excuses you want. He's just not all that great. Anyway, listen, I'm not mad. At, you're you're once again going for opportunities right here, right? Because it seems like you have aging backs, and and you know the rookie is going to get the shots. But you're talking about. One one thing I, I I mentioned before is Justice Hill, and you you talked about Lamar. Jackson but he's not going to have that step. opportunity. But you're talking about you're talking about a quarterback that runs as well. Not that much. Who runs more, jo- Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Oh well, Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen or Cam Newton? Uh, Lamar Jackson. All right, <laughs> Josh. I say Cam Newton. Oh, can't, can't, no. Well, I think Josh Allen runs more. No. Than, yes. No. Yes. No. Yes, yes. No. 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 Okay. No. This yeah, it's not okay. a fact. Anyway, but uh, uh, you know, you're going for the opportunity. You're talking about aging running backs. The only thing I'll say is, you know, it's a bad team. Is the offensive line is is the, one of the worst. Uh, I get it, but still, with with the 11 round pick, it's it's. I think it's 100 percent going to be worth it. Like I said, I I really do feel that he's going to be this year's Alvin Kamara. I, I feel like they're going to not do as well as Alvin Kamara, but I I see him like way overperforming his ADP. He has he has to prove it with a stacked box, and that's what's going to happen. Because what most defenses going to dare Buffalo to do is have them throw and show that he's a good quarterback. And the only time I see that there be opportunity for run is when he scrambles. Well, for the 40, 50, 80 yards that he does. But, uh, you know, uh, that's your crush. That's, that's your crush, bro. I'm not going to knock you. All right. So uh, the third guy for you, because we got to move on to wide receivers. I'll we'll get through these other guys quickly. Well, my third guy uh, is definitely going to be Jared Goff. He's apparently going very late for a quarterback that at the beginning of the season, he he was lights out. He was He was ranking as a quarterback one. And then, you know, he had a bizarre, like, four games, especially with the Bears, where he, where he posted negative points. Uh, he, he, he's a player that you're, you're, you could get very late in, in the draft. And you're, you're talking about a high-power offense. 
And, you know, he could easily be a quarter, you know, a quarterback one for you, you know. So Jared Goff is a guy that I'm definitely going to be targeting. He's definitely getting a lot of value there. Uh, I, I love I love where he's going right now in the draft position. So Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff, if you want to read a lot more about him, go check it out on our website, www.betterfantasybureau.com. You'll see that he's one of my four favorite people to wait for late in the draft. And at the end of the day, if you look at it, like, look, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, all going in the fourth round. You tell me you don't want the quarterback who's going to throw to all four of those people in the fourth round? You know, as I agree with the Jared Goff thing. Yeah. Um, Vance McDonald is another guy. That uh that that I that, that's of uh, a fancy crush for me this year. Vance McDonald. I talked about him a long time. I talked about him being the sleeper, uh, and he's definitely somebody else that I will definitely target to to look to be on my team as a tight end. Mainly with the disappearance of Antonio Brown, not disappearance. Excuse me, the you know absence of Antonio Brown. He has 168 <laughs> targets left available out there. Obviously, a bunch a bunch of those are going to go to James Conner and to Juju Smith Schuster, but they should also go to Vance McDonald. Ben Roethlisberger has shown before with Heath Miller to have some sort of rapport with his tight ends, and I think Vance McDonald emerges to be a tight end one. I said another bold prediction of mine, Vance McDonald will be a top three tight end this year for fantasy football. Once again, it's another bold prediction. I understand that, but that's what bold predictions mean, and I just I, I like Vance McDonald a lot. I just think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to just find him and feed him. He's a big, big, big target, especially when it comes to those red zones. I see him kind of like Eric Ebron is, you know what I mean? What Eric Ebron did to the Colts, but a little bit better because we've seen his um, ability when he has the ball, how hard he is to take down. We've seen that last year, that clip where he just pile drive through somebody just like wrecking ball went right through him and he's got a good ball control and he's got good hands. So I like Vance McDonald a lot. He's I love a fancy crush. I love him as well. You know, he's a tight end that I selected in, in our uh, startup dynasty league and uh, definitely going to be a player that I'm looking for and is a must have, you know, where he's going unless he just starts jumping up the boards. But you're talking about a player that has 73 targets last season. While he was sharing the tight end position with Jesse James, who had 39 targets. Mm -hmm. So that's another 39 targets that you got to add into the passing game. So easily, I could see him getting over 100 targets. Um, Yeah. I mean, like I said, I just just see him having the top three tight end. So I like Vance McDonald a lot. Definitely a fantasy crush of mine. Um, All right. So then those are our bromances, our fantasy crushes. uh, gotta, so, sorry, gotta, sorry. I, I might not have a good taste with, uh, you know. Yeah, no, gross. Um, the uh, ones I selected, but, you know. You're within your right. Listen, I, I say it before, I'll say it again. I'll never hit you, Marchetti, so knock yourself out. Uh, <laughs> also, had to add in there, another fantasy crush of mine, of course, is the official doctor of the BFB, Dr. Fernandez. <laughs> he texted me that yesterday after listening to the show. He says, "I, Doctor, the, the real OG, skinny flacco, Dr. Fernandez better be your fancy crush. No homo. Uh, is what he says. Anyways, so moving on to talking now about the wide receivers. So we left off yesterday. We did the first four rounds, and we're going to try to go through the rest of the next five rounds for the rest of the episode. Starting off, I just want to say within the fifth rounds, there's a lot of value there. Look at all these wide receivers going into fifth round with A.J. Green, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, and D.J. Moore. There's a lot of value there in the fifth round. And I got to say, not for nothing, if you want to swing for the fences with A.J. Green, I'm okay with that. 
I'm not recommending it, but I'm saying I get it. And there could be value there if he play if he stays healthy. I understand why he would see it. Now I am one that does not that believes that he will not stay healthy. I am one that do, does not think that he's going to play the full season. But look at it this way. If you're taking a fifth round, right? That means in the fourth four, first four rounds, maybe you went two wide receivers and two running backs. So if you're looking at AJ Green when he returns healthy to be your flex, there's value there. That's if you believe that he'll play a whole season. I don't. I'd rather have a Tyler Boyd. I'd rather much rather have him in the fifth round than AJ Green. Tyler Boyd already we spoke about being one of my bromances. He's definitely my favorite guy to target within the fifth round. He's going in the middle of the fifth. Um so with average ADP at 506, 54th overall. So that's the guy that I would target over there in the fifth round that I would look for. You know, I get if you take Jarvis Landry over him. Uh DJ Moore, I mean, I know what they like to pass. I love the AJ Green, though. This, uh, if it, it, it is if, worth it if you want to take, like I said, if, if you're it, aggressive, if you want to hit, hit, go for the fences, AJ Green is the guy you got to catch. Yeah, like talking I, about a player that, you know, just seasons ago was going around one or two, you know, and basically, five, you know, before he was hurt, he would, he, before he was hurt, he was going to probably end of the second, beginning of the third. And this is like right here, like I said, if you went two running backs and two wide receivers, so you're looking for your flex spot here. If you go AJ Green, I get it to be a flex spot. I get it. I probably more than likely won't be doing it. I'm not saying it's impossible for me to draft him. It really, you know, really depends. Like you know, if he falls in the sixth round for some reason, I'm taking him. But what I'm saying is that um, you're either looking here at your wide receiver two more than likely, or you're looking at your flex player. Because maybe you went three running backs and then a wide receiver, and you're looking for wide receiver two here, or you went two running backs tight end, and you know what I mean, another running back, and you're looking for wide receiver one here. That's another thing. Like, if you went, like, you know, three running backs and, like, a George Kittle with your first four picks, and then you swung for the Festus here with A.J. Green, he has the talent to be a wide receiver one. We all know that. He's, you know, yeah. was always for a long time in the conversation to be one of the best, you know, wide receivers in the game. Seven straight years of straight Pro Bowls, you know, in his first seven years of his career. Like, he's a stud all around, A.J. Green. He's just always getting hurt now. He's hard to trust. He's broken a lot of fantasy teams because they paid such a high draft pick to get him. But now you don't have to pay the high draft pick to get him because you know about the way he's always kind of getting hurt. He's dropping. And, you know, if you went, like I said, if you ended up going like three strong running backs and a, like like a George Kittle or a Travis Kelsey for your tight end, and you have a, or, you know, even if you went Pat Mahomes and you went, you want AJ Green as your wide receiver one, if he stays healthy, you got to steal there. Yes. I don't, I don't believe he will. So I'm not recommending him, but I get the value there. Yeah. Uh, who else do you like out of this fifth round? Well, you know, Tyler Boyd is one that you could go with. I like Calvin Ridley. Um, but, you know, if I have to select someone in the fifth round, is someone in the fifth round, I have to go with Tyler Boyd. Your yeah. your bromance, you know, crush. Yeah, uh, DJ Moore doesn't cost a lot, but I'm not crazy about him. I'm not, con- I'm not confident putting him in there as my flex just as a yet. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to lead all those touches. If you know in the North River offense, you know he's had some great wide receivers that he's played with before in the past. You know, like uh, Greg Jennings and Vincent Jackson over there in San Diego as well. But uh, the running back is the one who shines in the North Turner, North Turner's offenses, and that's Christian McCaffrey's going to lead that team in receptions and targets. If you like, if you really love the the Browns this season, and you feel like they're going to be a high power offense. Then you know you could take a chance with Jarvis Landry. I know a lot of people are down with Jarvis Landry because now Odell Beckham is in the yeah you know, he, he's taking the one spot um, yeah. But 
maybe this is going to be more beneficial for Jarvis Landry because he wasn't playing. He couldn't play that edge, you know, as an edge wide receiver. Now they could put him back into a slot role, and he might be getting just those volume targets, you know, where it might not be much yardage, you know, but it's just targets. And then, you know, like he could be the Julian Edelman-esque for the Browns in a high-power offense. And, you know, he could end up being, you know, a top, you know, like finish as a top 18 wide receiver, you know? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I took Jarvis Landry in our startup dynasty draft because at the end of the day, it's still a strong name, Jarvis Landry. He's a PPR monster. That's what he's been for most of his career. He didn't show to have a lot of a great rapport last year with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, another year, a full year in Freddie Kitchen's offense, uh, I'm sure will do better. Uh, a lot of pressure is going to be off Jarvis Landry now because of Odell Beckham Jr. So a lot of pressure is going to be off him. He could get those quick shots in the slot, down the middle, you know, slant routes, and just get hit really, you know, really quickly. Jarvis Landry. So PPR wise, I like him a lot. I'm confident with them. So you know, I, I I'm not confident with them as my wide receiver one. No. But I get it because it's a name that you're more familiar with that you don't mind taking. I mean, I like Julian Edelman better over him because of the fact of familiarity between Julian Edelman and Tom Brady. Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't that much of a great rapport last year with Baker Mayfield and, and, uh, I, and Jarvis I, Landry. Yeah, I think it was just playing more that wide receiver one, which he wasn't comfortable with. And also well, now with, with a rookie quarterback, but, you know, I not, think another year familiarity is better. Now with Duke Johnson out. You know, you're Duke talking about Johnson more, again. No, no, but now with Duke Johnson <laughs> out, you know, there's there's more targets to give. You know, like at least it could alleviate, and he could, you know, take some of those uh, Duke Johnson uh, uh, catches as well. So, but uh, I get it. Uh, moving on to the sixth round. So then, uh, one player that really, really stands out for me. Uh, I know it's it stands out that Alshon Jeffrey has dropped that low. Now, I have never been a big Alshon Jeffrey. Fanatic. I have never really truly believed in Alshon Jeffrey. I remember even at one point when he was on the Bears, Alshon Jeffrey was going as high as like a first or second round pick. That to me was kind of crazy. But uh, nonetheless, he's over there in the sixth round. There's a big name over there in the sixth round that you could very much easily take. You know what I mean? And um, what, what's, what's your thoughts about Alshon Jeffrey this year with it? You know, he's... Alshon Jeffrey, you know, he's been around the block. Uh, he's playing for a good team. But I, I don't know. I'm just not I'm not too convinced with him, even in the sixth round. You know, I know he's going to be the wide receiver one there. But, you know, they're talking about a player that even he ranked wide receiver 23 uh, as far as uh, fantasy points per game, you know, because he didn't play all, the full season. So I'm just looking at the rank as yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, he never plays a full game, Alshon Jeffrey. Full That's season, why he's yeah. been dropping so much as it is, because he's never played a full season. I don't think he's going to play a full season again. Uh, Carson Wentz does better when Alshon Jeffrey's in there. So I'm not going to be here and tell you, like, every other fantasy analyst, that, like, you know, like, if he stays healthy and this and that, and I, we just, I just don't believe he will. So it's like he's going to be a headache. It's still, I guess, a value there. But I'm not recommending taking him. One person I do recommend taking here, not for nothing, is Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, I was about to Christian, say, but yes, I like Christian Kirk. Christian yep. Kirk would be the guy that I would target in this round, in the sixth round, if you're looking for a wide receiver, especially going at the back end of it. So, you know, if you're in the front end of the sixth and if you want to reach for him, that's okay because if you really wanted the wide receiver there, Christian Kirk is somebody I I just I just feel that he's shown an emergence. He's gonna probably 
uh, do well with that offense. Now it's hard to really trust it because he's in his second year and we know wide receivers take a little while to develop in the NFL. He has a rookie quarterback with a bad offensive line. And let's all for this never forget there is still always the ver- the never ending uh Mr. Consistency in Larry Fitzgerald there that's also going to take the targets, also going to have his touches. He's also going to do well. But Christian Kirk has shown to be really loved in that offense in uh, the new uh the new the new coach's system. So Christian Kirk is the guy who would take in that sixth round. Yeah, if I have to if, if I have to select someone, Christian Kirk is the guy that I'll target in this round as well. I do agree there. Moving on to the seventh round, another guy that I would target in this round, not for nothing, is also Larry Fitzgerald. He's definitely somebody that I would look to take over um for for that pick over there in the seventh round. I, I guess I see a lot of value from him, especially PPR wise. I just think he's gonna do really well. One guy who's been dropping a lot for me, not for nothing, Dante Pettis. He's been dropping. I know you and I both liked him a lot before the season started, before this whole, uh, I mean, the workouts and all the training camp started. But one reason I didn't get to talk about yesterday when we were talking about the news was with Dante Pettis, um, he was out there playing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Tevin Coleman wasn't playing. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't playing. George Kittle wasn't playing. Because these are guys that Kyle Shanahan knows he's going to have there. Dante Pettis was out there playing, and he played a lot of time in his first game because they're still trying to figure out who that wide receiver one is. Is it going to be Dante Pettis, Debo Samuels? Is it going to be Marquise Goodwin? They don't know yet. We all thought it was going to be Dante Pettis. I still believe that maybe Dante Pettis will show out to be the number one. But yeah. before the season started, before the, the training camp started, the summer started, I thought Dante Pettis was going to be that guy, and he was almost going to be somebody that I was going to have a bromance with. But... He dropped a lot for me. So, you know, out of all these guys going in the seventh round, which right now are guys like Dante Pettis, Allen Robinson, Will Fuller, I definitely trust Larry Fitzgerald over all of them. I guess the highest upside would be Will Fuller, but I I trust Dante Pettis. So let's say you drafted Christian Kirk in the sixth round and you want to go with a wide receiver again in the seventh. Would you select Larry Fitz? Yeah, I would still take Larry Fitz. So you, you would double down on... You know what? A lot of people, a lot of people, the same team. a lot of people are always okay. scared about taking about people on the same team. Like, oh, don't do that because you know you're never going to get the points distributed. But if you had last year, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, they both put up numbers for you. You know what I mean? So you're telling me you wouldn't, you know, if you had to have a chance last year, you wouldn't want to have Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. Yeah. People always say that don't draft two players from the same team because you know the points don't get distributed evenly. They still kill. You know, they still kill. Like, if you you wouldn't, you tell me you wouldn't want to have in the same year, you wouldn't want to have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown? No, yeah. They course. still kill. They kill. Yeah. That's what, I'm, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I wouldn't really be too nervous about taking both of them. If they're both going to do well, they're both going to do well. If they're going to put up numbers, they're going to put up numbers. You still would want to have Gronk and, and, uh, and Julian Edelman in the past, right? It, do, it doesn't matter. If they're going to put up numbers, they're going to put up numbers. So. I, I feel like I, I don't. I don't understand why people are so scared about that. Not taking players in the same team. I feel like in the seventh round, if you want to go conservative, you just know you just want to go with what you know what you're gonna get from a player. Larry Fitzgerald is the perfect one to get. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't. I don't know if he's gonna end up ever reaching wide receiver one numbers again. You know. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I think he's. A, I think he's a good flex. Sh- you know, solid flex if, player. If you want to shoot for defenses, you know, uh, you're talking about you know. A, uh, a team with Jimmy G coming back. Dante Pettis is a player you probably should be selecting here, you know? 
Nah, but like I said, he's not doing good in the preseason, Dante Pettis. I don't trust Dante Pettis. And uh, I, I just, I guess with the upside, but it, it, it's hard to trust him. And, and Allen Robinson, nothing? No, no, no. I don't like I don't like Allen Robinson for the Bears. I, I like Anthony Miller better. Even though he's hurt right now, Anthony Miller, I, I'd rather have Anthony Miller on my team than Allen Robinson, not for nothing. All right. Uh, that team, I'm, I'm more confident in David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen than I am with any of the wide receivers. Gotcha. Moving on to the eighth round, uh, a couple of names here to look at that are also pretty interesting. Geronimo Allison, Sammy Watkins, D.D. Westbrook, Curtis Samuels, and Sterling Shepard. Once again, party people, all of our uh, numbers that we have here, we go with fantasyfootballcalculator.com, uh, and we do it by a 12-team PPR rating. These are the ADPs that you can find on fantasyfootballcalculator.com. Uh, and they're pretty accurate, I feel. They're, they're pretty good... Uh, you know, ADPs that they have there. So the name for me that there's two names that I like here in the eighth round. There's two names I like to pick. Now we're looking for benches. Now we're looking for depth. Now we're looking for players to add in, you know, when the bye week comes or somebody else gets hurt or for trade value. This is what you're looking for. You're not looking for these people to be starters. You're looking for these people to add depth to your team. Uh, well, uh, possibly a good flex, a really solid flex you could get. Not here. in the eighth round. Yes, you're not looking to for a starting flex player in the eighth round. You could get a start. You could get some. Of course, that's why you're adding depth. That's what I mean. You're not looking for a flex player. You're looking to add depth to the team. You're looking. You know. You're not looking for you, any of these players. You draft any players. You're going to start them week one. Geronimo Allison. You'll start Geronimo Allison in week one over every every other wide receiver in the first eight rounds as a flex. Over every other wide receiver in the first eight rounds. There's a possibility, depending on how crazy. I'm buying some shares with the Green Bay Packers. Geronimo Allison is someone that I'll be looking at. And if Sterling Shepard comes back healthy and plays week one, you're talking about a player, a player that was giving you wide receiver three numbers already. And this season, he's going to have the upside because he's going to get much more targets. There is eight rounds of wide receivers. There's seven rounds of wide receivers ahead of you. You're telling me out of seven rounds of wide receivers, you're going to play Geronimo Allison week one as a flex over seven rounds of wide receivers ahead there? Possibly, or Sterling Shepard. Those are the two guys that I'll select here that I'm targeting. Sterling Shepard ended as a wide receiver 30 last season with Odell. Now you're talking about without Odell, there's more targets for him. He could easily get to the wide receiver two numbers. First of all, I, 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 the two guys that I look at here are D.D. Westbrook and Sterling Shepard, and I like Geronimo Allison a lot. I'm not mad about liking him. Just the point is that you're telling me that, so let's, right now, Geronimo Allison is going as a wide receiver 35. Yeah. So you're telling me out of all the 34 wide receivers there, yeah, go ahead. you would play him as a flex player week one over 34 wide receivers there. So you have him ranked a lot higher than what he is in 35. If I if I selected a tight end already, a quarterback, and a few running backs, and I might have just two wide receivers, yes. How many running backs are you going to select that you're going to have in seven rounds? You could, you could, in eight yeah, rounds? You could select four run, running backs. That's wild. Four running backs, one wide receiver, one quarterback, one tight end, or you could do three running backs. If I have three running backs by the end of the, uh, by the beginning of the eighth round, then I'm looking for a flex wide receiver. And here, you know, here you could go for Geronimo Allison or Sterling Shepard. I most likely will select Sterling Shepard because I know he's going to be the wide receiver one for the Giants. You're a wild man, Mark. But I could see people getting Geronimo Allison because you're talking about a good quarterback, a great quarterback, 
you know, with the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, just the upside. Or, you know, just some people might select Sammy Watkins here. Yeah, they're crazy if they take, take Sammy Watkins or any, or any of these other guys. Uh but yeah, I'm, like, not t- I'm not touching Didi. Sorry, Didi Westbrook. I'll tell you why. Because of the fact that right now, when it comes to the slot receivers, he's any of the wide receivers. He's the only one that's locked in right now. He's the only one that's locked in as a surefire slot receiver for that team. Nick Foles has shown and know to throw a lot to the slot guys. He loves throwing to the slot guys, and Didi Westbrook's already solidified as that. So. You know, from the outsides, we don't know. You know, we don't. We don't know who's going to be. We don't know what DJ Shark is going to be there, or Marquis Lee is going to be there. We don't know who's going to be there as the main guys on the outside. But all they know is that DD Westbrook is locked in as their slot player already. For that familiarity there, for Nick Foles, like throwing to the slot players, that's why I do like DD Westbrook over there in the eighth round. Uh, and like I said, for Sterling Shepard too, which you said, you know, uh, people forget about him a lot. <laughs> He it's it's his time to shine now. It's his time to take over, especially with Golden Tate missing the four games. Evan Ingram constantly getting hurt. That you know he's dealing with a little uh, issue right now, but he's not injury prone. Sterling Shepard, he's been hurt. He's missed a couple of games, but he's a tough wide receiver. So I definitely love Sterling Shepard at the end of the eighth round too. I think there's a lot of value there with some upside. I, I'll, I'll jump and get him. Like you know, if I'm I wouldn't be mad about that. Beginning of the eighth or maybe the end of the seventh. Yeah, I'm okay I'll with jump that. and get him. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, like people, he's he's one of those forgotten fantasy players. He's part of the forgotten people that you know that people overlook and don't don't realize that you know he's could still be the number one for that team, and he has the potential to do well. He's done well before. We'll see how he does now in his role, and the opportunity is going to be there for him. And what about Marvin Jones? No, Marvin Jones is to me is more of a standard guy, not PPR. He's a high end red zone guy. Uh, I think he's going to do well with the red zone. I still think there's a lot of value there also for Marvin Jones, but uh, that's as far as it goes. He's more of a standard guy than a PPR guy for me. Yeah, I think people, he's he's just a forgotten player because, you know, he got injured last season and he only played nine, nine games. Yeah, but he was ranked a, hot, a lot higher last season than, you know, and... Um, yeah, and uh, also would you remember they they would with Kenny Galladay and Golden Tate there. He was the third guy, but now he's the number two guy. So I like Marvin Jones as well. Yeah, because uh, right now, like if you look at fantasy points per game that he played last season, he ranked twenty eight. So that puts him as a wide receiver three. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, moving on right now to the ninth round. Uh, not too many wide receivers coming in here with uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Corey Davis, DK Metcalf, Cortland Sutton. I'm not crazy about any of those names. My favorite one there being MVS. MVS as well. I like DK Metcalf too, but uh, honestly, I I think that is, you know, by the time you're taking a ninth round pick, you want to take something with upside, take something with upside because he, that's another one swing for defenses kind of thing. I like him though. I do like DK Metcalf. I like him better in Dynasty than I do Redraft, but listen, the guy's a speedster. The guy's a strong guy. He's a big guy. Could keep defenders away from him. And Russell Wilson could sling it. He could throw it far. He really could. So yeah, I but like they, they, they run. Seattle has been trending that they've been running the ball more as of late. And right, and they want they they have been saying they want to give it more to Chris Carson as well. They wanted about like the 50, 50 catches range. And out of all these t- all these players, only one plays for a good offensive team, and that's MBS. Ten- yeah. it's Corey Davis, Tennessee. Marcus yeah, Mariota is not looking good. And Corlin Sutton seems like he no. He, he might not even be the wide receiver one. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust uh, Corey Davis. I haven't trusted him for a long time. A lot of people spoke highly of him. I haven't. I won't. So Corey Davis is not somebody that I'm looking to take. It's not killing you with a ninth-round pick. He's also going to be the wide receiver one for the team. But, like, Sterling Shepard, I think, is way more talented than Corey Davis. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right. Um, moving on to the 10th round. 
with Emmanuel Sanders, Nikhil Harry, Deshaun Jackson, James Washington, Dante Mockery, Kiki Cutie. You know, a couple of good uh, wide receivers over there. I'm pretty sure I know somebody that you're looking at. Who? James Washington. I am looking at James Washington. It's interesting that he's pretty much neck and neck, literally, with Dante Moncrief. And Dante Moncrief has been rising because they have been saying that he seems to be, as much as James Washington is doing well, they're saying that Dante Moncrief looks to be the wide receiver, too, for that team. Yeah, they're saying that, but you're talking about a player that played in three teams in the last two seasons. So I, I think I have to go with the player that the Steelers drafted. And for what we know, the Steelers draft good wide receivers. They're usually not wrong on uh, who they drafted. And even if he doesn't start the beginning of the season, there's a possibility, there's a possible chance that he, you know, ends up taking over as the wide receiver too for the Steelers. So I'm just going to go with the upside here. Dante Moncrief has, he, he's, he's, believe it or not, he's, uh, he's, 26 years old, and it seems like he's been, you know, we were talking about this, and it seems like he's been in the league for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing is that he hasn't shown it yet. Like, his breakouts was supposed to happen a couple of seasons ago, you know? And James Washington, is this is the first opportunity for him to showcase and and show, you know, why the Steelers drafted him, you know? So I'm, I'd rather select. James Washington, if I have to select, you know, I have to pick one of the, the two wide receivers there. Uh, Nikhil Harry is a name that has been dropping. He has been underperforming, uh, and he's dealing with a bunch of injuries. He's hurt, like, with, like, a hamstring and, like, a, a quad or whatever. Then the Achilles. He has a couple of injuries right now. He hasn't been doing as well. A couple of drops have been hurting him. Jacoby Myers is one that's been taking over this uh, preseason so far for the Patriots. So I, I know you're liking that. You're like I'm that. trying not to get too excited because I'm trying not to jinx it. So let's uh, not talk about that. I forgot. Thank you're you for, one thank of you for those starting guys. That. He's one of those guys. All right, be a face. I wouldn't say I'm. I'm, I'm a little stitious. I wouldn't say I'm superstitious. <laughs> Michael Scott. Michael Scott quote right there. Yeah, I'm a little stitious. Uh, so Nikhil Harry, somebody that I'm not going to look to target to in redraft leagues. I get it. if you took him in a dynasty, maybe he'll develop in the future. But in redraft leagues is somebody I'm going to stay away from. I do like the Sean Jackson there. Yeah, I mean, not, not for nothing. Back in Philly, they love him over there in Philly. He's still a speedster. You know, Carson Wentz with a great court is a great quarterback. And, you know, Alshon Jeffries constantly always getting hurt. You know, he slings it every now and then, a deep pass to Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson is another one of those late round guys that's, you know, when you put him in, you're never really expecting to get a lot out of him. But he's never really, you know, but there's he has the chances to give you a lot. He has the the talent. He has the speed. He's got the hands. He's got the experience to give you a lot of points on any given Sunday. Um, you know, he doesn't do it any given Sunday. But he's he, like, he's a like, <clears throat> you're definitely know more about Deshaun Jackson than you do James Washington. You know what Deshaun Jackson can do. And you know what he can give you. Okay, that's why you would, you know, probably a little more comfortable with him. And a James Washington, so I like I like uh, I like him uh, in this round. You know, yeah, he, for that me, he, to me, good a good, to me he's a good streamer matchup play. Uh, you know, he's one of those like <clears throat> it's either he's going to score you a lot of points or he's not going to give you much. Right, you know? he's, he's, a, he's a, it's a good offense, and they love him in Philly, and the Philly fans would be happy to see him. And I wouldn't. Uh, but, you know, the Philly fans will be happy to see him do well. And unfortunately, with Kiki Cutie with his injury, they say it's not that serious. I'm pretty sure we're not going to see him the rest of the preseason, but. If he's healthy and he plays, he's a very good uh, slot receiver for the Texans. And 
Deshaun Watson definitely likes him a lot. Yeah. Moving on to the eleventh round, that right now it's only uh, very few over here to take to look into with uh, Golden Tate, Anthony Miller, and Tyrell Williams. A lot more defenses and kickers going around in these rounds. Would you take Golden Tate? No. Um, what round would you take Golden Tate? Maybe twelfth, thirteenth. If he drops around or in, two. In these, in these, in these, yeah, in these, and over here, right when we were talking about the eleventh round. Not for nothing, I'm kind of looking at Tyrell Williams a little bit more. Antonio Brown's back there. Antonio Brown's going to play. Uh, but the thing is, you know, Tyrell Williams is the wide receiver of two for that team. It's not a great offense. It's not a sexy name. Anthony Miller, I would have probably taken if he wasn't hurt right now. I like him better. I like him at the 11th round pick. And I think that, you know, uh, third year, third year uh, wide receiver, I think he's in his third year or second year. But uh, he's going to start developing. But Tyrell Williams has been around the game for a while. If anything was to happen to Antonio Brown, which, of course, you know, that's if you could always say these ifs for everything as in fantasy football, but he'll emerge as the wide, the favorite target over there. And <clears throat> Derek Carr's got to throw it to somebody other than Antonio Brown. There's going to be a lot of focus on Antonio Brown, a lot of people worried about Antonio Brown. So Tyrell Williams could get open a little bit more. So I like Tyrell Williams there. I, I prefer to go with the offense. A- Anthony Miller will be the guy that I'll probably select here. Yeah. The second-year guy. And Devin Funches. He's a 12, I would definitely. That's oh, a twelfth. Sorry, round. yeah. Well, okay. All right. So yeah, <laughs> I'll talk about him in a bit. Twelfth round. So twelfth round. De- Devin Funches is a player that I'll I'll be targeting, but with the news that just keeps coming out with the Colts and Andrew Luck with that calf. Yeah, it's uh, it, it has to be a little concerning, you know. Because it's, it's the foot that he plants with, right? It's the calf that he plants well, with. Well, now it's returned to an ankle sprain. Yeah. It's moved down to his ankle. Now he has a sprained ankle, so he may miss some He may miss some times. It's yet to be seen. Just pay attention and listen to us, and we'll tell you. Calf, ankle. It, to, Cal, me, yeah. it, to me, it sounds like Kevin Durant. Right? Little broken bone. Little, next, small little broken bone. Next thing you know is in the Achilles. So, but the thing is, not for nothing, with Devin Funches, I actually, so with this round 12th round, we're looking at Devin Funches, Josh Gordon, Jameson Crowder, and Paris Campbell. You got two Colts there in the 12th round. I like Devin Funches here out of everybody because of the fact that, especially with Andrew Luck possibly in, being out. With Andrew Luck, if when he's in, he loves T.Y. Hilton, he loves his tight ends, and then he throws every now and then to running back, maybe. That's about it. Devin Funches, T.Y. Hilton has not spread the ball around that much. His wide receiver twos do not really succeed in the top 20, even less so for his wide receiver threes. Paris Campbell is now dealing with some injury problems. That's why he drops more for me. But with Devin Funches being in there and Andrew Luck being out, the ball gets spread a lot more. You saw last year there was some playabilities from guys like Ryan Grant and I forget the other people that were on the Colts last year, but there was more players there that were making some plays and putting up some fantasy numbers other than T.Y. Hilton over there for the Colts last year. So if Andrew Luck's out, I like Devin Funches a little better because the ball gets spread a lot more by Jacoby Brissett than it does Andrew Luck. I like Devin Funches. He's another big body, big target. You know, he's 6'4". Yeah, and, so and, you know, big catch radius, and and not for nothing for a six four guy, he runs a four six. You know, so uh, he's a guy that you know I like. You know, Paris Campbell, I do like as well. You know, he's he's lower hurt, he's hurt but, right now. Yeah, so. but, but with the whole news, with the whole news with Andrew Luck, you know, it has to be a little concerning. So maybe you have to pivot here and look elsewhere. Or, you know, go with, like, a Devin Funches. Where you, you just, like, completely ignore everything I just said? I just no. said with Andrew Luck out, the ball gets spread a lot more. I like these players more. All right, cool. <laughs> it's like you just said, oh, you got to be concerned about the Andrew Luck. It's not going to help. I think it helps them with Andrew Luck out. 
It okay. d- it just a hundred percent just helps them. Right. Um, so now going out to to the thirteenth round, you don't yeah. like Jamison Crowder. I like Jamison Crowder. Yeah, I mean, come on, you, you you're dying to trade him. <laughs> no, I'm not dying to trade him. I think, no, I hate Jamison Crowder. I, I, Nobody I'm trade a, for him. I'm gonna stay. With, I'm gonna stay with Jamison Crowder now. Just to prove a point no, no, no. that he's his, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna do he's gonna outperform the other wide receivers. His there. stock is rising. I strongly see Jamison Crowder definitely outperforming his ADP a hundred percent. He's somebody that I'm looking more into. Probably be somebody when we talk about our sleepers, keepers, and weepers show. Um, I will definitely be looking at somebody like Jamison Crowder for the future. Thank you. He's uh, only twenty six years old. Okay. No, no, no. But like, like nobody that, I wants. Just, him. I just he's being taken as a wide receiver fifty. I see him somewhere like in the top forty, top thirty range. Um. Now to the thirteenth round here with John Brown, Miko Harmon, Michael Gallup, and uh, Miko Gall- uh, Michael Gallup for those three guys. Miko Harmon is the fastest. If I was in redraft leagues between these three, though, between these three and redraft leagues, I'm looking either John Brown or Michael Gallup. Miko Harmon, I took in a dynasty league because I feel like he's going to do more in the future than he will now. But John Brown is in a position to do some work now with the Buffalo Bills, not really fighting a lot of competition over there. You know, Cole Beasley, I know, is over there. Zane Jones, but there's not really Robert much. Foster. Robert I, Foster, possibly, yeah. too, but not too much competition. John Brown is going to think do pretty well over there, at least for the 13th round pick. But Michael Gallup also, I mean, besides Amari Cooper, we have seen Amari Cooper do extremely well with Dallas. We have also seen him in Oakland. We've seen him do like real poor. We have seen him go like running kind of roller coaster, up, down, up, down, up, down. So Michael Gallup could be somebody that, you know, Dak Prescott slings it to a little bit. He's got to throw it to somebody else, especially if Zeke does not play. He's got to throw it to somebody else. So I just see maybe Michael Gallup definitely worth a pick there in the 13th round. To me, I like John Brown. This is all upside when we're looking at it. Yeah, now. No, now, no, we're, now, like, we're, now we're just like, looking for upside. Uh, now we're definitely looking. We're not looking for flexes here now, are we? No, no, no. Okay, no, good. I'm Thank just, you. I'm just looking for, you know, a home run pretty much. Okay, thank you. John Brown, yeah, looking I, for love, your sleepers. I love John Brown. You're talking about Josh Allen with a rocket arm. You know, John Brown, they call him Smokey Brown. He smokes a lot of corners, you know. The only thing is, is his first season with Josh Allen. And Josh Allen is, uh, is a sophomore, you know, his second season as a quarterback. You know, if this was a veteran quarterback, maybe John, uh, you know, John Brown will be the player that I'll select here, and I'll be much more convinced with it and much more uh, confident. Uh, but I don't know. But you know what? This is a tough round if you want to select the wide receiver because you have a rookie rookie uh, wide receiver with Miko Harmon with the Chiefs, but that's an explosive offense, and you know. One thing we know with Andy Reid is that he likes to have these like gadget plays, and this guy could definitely give you those boom numbers, you know. Uh, but you know, sometimes you want to look at some play- you're drafting a player that you're not going to be dropping, you know, that's going to be playing consistent. And one thing, Michael Gallup, all right, the office that that the Cowboys played in the last, you know, I don't know, eight years with uh, with their coach. Now they got a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Uh, it might change, and I know uh, you did some research on Dak, and you like what you see from Dak. So maybe Mike Gallup is a player that's a sneaky pickup, you know. And they might change; they might throw the ball more. You know, the scheme might be a little bit uh, more fitting for a second wide receiver for that team. Because one thing we know is that it's either wide receiver one or running back and a tight end. That's, that's who they were throwing at. Yeah, know? and they don't really throw it to the slot guys. That's why I don't trust Randall Cobb. So, so you know. Maybe with the new office coordinator, things might change. And Michael Gallup, who 
a lot of people like last season, you know, might be able to, you know, you might get yeah. a steal here. And Randall Cobb's not even going drafted at these things, so that's why I don't even <laughs> like him. I like my, I like Michael Gallup here. I think it's a good value there yeah. for, for the potential. Right. Uh, moving on to the 14th round, the last round, a lot of wide receivers here to round them all up. My, uh, Trey Quant Smith, Debo Samuels, and, and ah. There's Adam a, Humphreys, Ra- oh, Randall Cobb is being drafted. Look at that. He's going there. There's three good uh, wide receivers. Marquise Brown, Devontae Parkett, Parker. Parker. Park- I told you I'm not feeling well. Sorry. Parker. I'm not that smart. Devontae Parker. And uh, Marquise Goodwin. So, who do you like here? I just burped. I, you burped. Wow. Excuse you. Uh, you know what? And this round is it's actually deep, you know, and there's a couple of wide receivers you can select in this round, you know. Traquan Smith is his second season with the Saints. Debo Samuel. If this if this was Dynasty, I'll I'll go for Debo. This is a redraft. Adam Humphreys finished as a running back 30. Running I mean, back. Sorry, wide receiver 30 That's last amazing. season. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. a wide receiver. I didn't even know he, he ran as a running back. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know he ran the ball. No, but he, he ended up as like white a white boy's fast. <laughs> He ended up as a wide receiver 30 last season, you know, and one thing that's com- that we see is that there's poor quarterback play in Tennessee and they might just dink and dunk and he might be the safe- safety valve for that team. So you're talking about a player that you're getting for free that could end up a wide receiver three. And Devontae Parker, you know, he has all the talents in the world and Dolphins are not looking pretty. And if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays a good amount of games, you know, he... he I'm a, you can't I'm, see this, but I'm, I'm shaking I'm a, my head I'm, I'm a Devontae Parker believer, you know? I'm a Devontae <laughs> Parker believer. You know what? I think I know why you don't feel well now with all these gross names you're throwing out. <laughs> talking about Duke Johnson, Devontae Parker, Jesus Christ. You should uh, never man. be allowed to talk to people. <laughs> if I have to select... But the thing is, you know, Adam Humphreys is playing his first season with the Tennessee Titans. I, I think I'm going to go with... Let me, give me, give me uh, Devontae Parker. I'm going to go with the upside. Wow. I'm going to go with the upside. What upside? What has Depart- Devontae Parker ever done? What has he done differently this year that is going to make you think that he's going to do something in the NFL? It's the last what? round, but bro. What, it doesn't, it doesn't Give mean, me a break. What is he? You want to kick out, bar? First of all, first of Please. all, first of all. I said it last year. Do not draft Devontae Parker. I don't care what you do. Do not take him. I'm going to say it again this year. There is nothing that Devontae Parker has done at all, ever, in his entire career that has made me think that things are going to be different. I don't even know why we're wasting so much time talking about Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, every year, oh, this could be the year. Oh, this could be the year. This could be the year. That's what you hear every year from Devontae Parker, and you get nothing back for it. Don't draft Devontae Parker. Don't listen to Alex. Do not take him. Man. There is no upside with Devontae Parker. None. Guys. None. Be a Marchetti believer. None. None. Select him. Just select him, please. I'm going to post another one out there, and I'm going to put your bug in. You're going to see that. So, Devontae Parker or who? Over who? No, nobody. I'd, I'd rather take. I'd rather take three kickers than <laughs> so, Devontae Parker. So, so put that Devontae Parker or put a kicker on it, and let's see. I rather I rather take round. a million other players than Devontae Parker. Do not take Devontae Parker. Whatever you do, don't take him. Trust me. Take there him. is nothing. Nothing. There is nothing going on telling me that you think that there's going to be a reason. It's going to be any different except for the same old. Oh, this could be the year. 
That's all. Forget it. I I I I rather just I rather not waste a fourteenth round pick, and I don't care. It's a, it, yes, it's a waste in the fourteenth round to take Devontae Parker. It's hey, a waste they, of a roster spot. Hey, they decided to uh, you know you know sign him for another year. So yeah, and he didn't even want to be there. We don't even know why he's there. They do nothing with him. They don't play him. He does nothing. Devontae Parker, nothing. So I, I would to me it's a waste of pick, sending a fourteen round pick on Devontae Parker. If I'm looking at somebody here, I get it with Adam Humphreys. I get it with Marquise Brown being the, what looks like might be the wide receiver one for an offense that's not going to throw a lot, but still a rookie wide receiver takes a long time to develop. I do get it with those two guys mainly. The guy I would go for here is Marquise Goodwin. He is still one of the fastest players in the NFL. He is still a veteran, and they are still wondering who their number one is going to be. So I like Marquise Goodwin with having the talent, and I know Jimmy Garoppolo likes him, and for having that speed to uh, possibly emerge as that wide receiver one for that team. Yeah, that possibility, and wide receiver ones for a Kyle Shanahan offense always tend to do really, really, really well. So I like Marquise Samuel. It's basically you're getting him for free. I don't even want Devontae Parker for free. You can't even pay me to get Devontae Parker. But uh, Marquise Goodwin is somebody that you're not paying anything for and possibly, I doubt it, but possibly could be the wide receiver one for the for there. So that to me is upside. Devontae Parker finishes with more points. You shut your mouth when you're talking Marquise to me. Goodwin. Yeah, no, he won't. I'll and bet. I'll I'll bet you a hundred dollars. I don't even bet money. I know I never bet money. I'm that confident I'll make that bet. Devontae Parker is not going to have more points than Marquise Goodwin. Deal, deal. We shook. Done. Shook. All right, party people. That is the episode for today. Marchetti grossed me out. Um, remember, follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast on Twitter at BFB Podcast. Check out our website www.betterfantasybureau.com and always hit us up with any kind of questions that you may have at any given time. Hit us up whenever you feel like success of the less party people. Peace. Thank you very much.